My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly TFG Hotspot. Since early 2000, this weekly meeting has been a focal point of gathering the sales force together. This business can be a lonely business, and gathering with others in the fight is hugely beneficial. We have found that either the meeting needs you, or you need the meeting. This excerpt, entitled Tales from the Field, is the portion of our meeting where the top producers for the week share their secrets. And now, on to today's lesson. All right, so now we're going to scroll on up and find us our top five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Here's our top five in fifth place. I shouldn't hit, shouldn't hit fifth place very often. Uh, in fifth place, we have Michelle Alleman from down, the, uh, from down in Houston on the Alleman team. She made 92 dials, 16 contacts, 10 appointments, four sits, four apps, 10 referrals, all four were life apps for $3,799. Michelle Allen, everybody. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Fitz. Uh, yes, I'm Michelle Allman, and I wasn't expecting to be on the top five today, so this is great news. Um, um, uh, Mike and I are out of Houston, Texas. We have been in the business for 12 and a half years and we are direct to you fits. And uh, this week we were at convention all week and I really made a, a couple of sales yesterday and that's what my numbers represent today. Uh, one of them was something that we were just getting in this week, you know, that I had made a previous week. So, um, did not have a whole lot of activity. Did run on Wednesday. I did write, I did, sorry, sorry. This was Wednesday and Monday activity. So I did write uh, an application on Wednesday as well. So some of that business was from Wednesday. And a tip for this week is just to, you know, persevere every week, be consistent, even when you're going to convention. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh. All right. Tell us, tell us about that. What does that look like being consistent during the week of convention? What, what does that mean? So what it means is working out your schedule. So you still have time to produce. What it meant for me is we did not leave to go to convention until Thursday. A lot of people left on Wednesday and they wanted to prepare. They wanted to relax. They wanted to get their mind right. And I understand all of that, but I needed to get some production in. <laughs> so I needed to run on Wednesday. I scheduled appointments on Tuesday, just like we always do here at the office. Um, you know, it is, it's always, it's always setting appointments on Tuesdays. We're always recruiting on Mondays. We're always running. I'm always running business on Wednesday and Thursday. So that is my schedule. And then um, I'm recruiting more on Friday, setting more appointments for Saturday. So that's kind of my work schedule. Um, unless I'm out of town or, you know, on a vacation. Uh, but that, that's my normal work schedule here. So, you know, being consistent just means same way every day. Get up the same time, go to bed at the same time. Um, try to eat your meals at the same time. It's little things like that. Um, you know, it, there is security in a schedule. There is peace in a schedule for me because I know 
what I've got to do. I'm not running around with my hair on fire, not knowing what it is that my goals are, not, not knowing what I'm shooting for. So um, that, that's, what it, that's what a schedule does for you. Um, it's really something that will help you. A lot of people think, oh my gosh, you know, they're gonna be stressed out if they have a schedule. No, I'm actually calmed down when I have a schedule. So um, it took me a while to learn that. It, it wasn't immediate. But the more that you have on your schedule, the more you fill in those gaps and don't have big gaps of time where you don't even know what you did. Uh, you know, it's okay to schedule a movie. It's okay to schedule downtime. Um, but when you are supposed to be working, you need to be working. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to you. I'm not trying to preach to anybody because I still deal with all these things every single week myself. So. I love it. Well, that's really good advice, Michelle. Give her a hand. <laughs> now, I remember, uh, gosh, how long has Vern been on board with us? 14 years later. We still hear you guys. Um, about 14 years ago, I guess, uh, Vern, a lot of people know him as Uncle Vern. He's uh, one of our agent mentors. Uh, Vern came on board and came on initially as an agent and eventually transitioned over to be on staff. And a lot of you guys reach out to him when you're preparing for appointments. Well, I remember Vern coming to me a couple of months after being on board on staff. And he's like, you know what, you know what the company could really do better. And I was like, Oh boy, here we go. Like I got a new employee telling me how to improve my company. And I was a little bit cocky about it, I guess. But he's like, I spent, he spent 20 years in the, in the military and then 30 years working for, or not 30 years, but a lot of years working for EDS with Ross Perot, uh, his company. And he said, uh, you bring a lot of people on board and expect them to be disciplined, successful entrepreneurs from day one. Um, he said, when most of us are not, that's why we're here. A lot of people come from corporate America uh, and, and, they're, and, and even if they didn't, we're, we're raised in elementary school with a schedule, right? And then we go to middle school, we have a schedule, high school schedule, college still starts to you know, freeze up a little bit, but you still have a schedule. Then you're launched into the work world and you're working a job and now you have a schedule, but people come on board here and there's no schedule. There's no employee handbook of how to behave and when you can take vacation and how many sick days you get off. No, you're self-employed. And he said, we, I remember Vern just saying, we really need to be more diligent in helping people think through that and plan for that. And, um, and then we heard a lot this weekend at convention about this is, you know, your job here is making the sales. And if you don't show up for your job, you get fired. Uh, that's how that works here. You don't really get fired because you're self-employed. You just don't make any money, which is like being fired. It's like, it's like being unemployed without the benefits of unemployment. So um, I love what Michelle just shared because that's, that's what you have to do when you have a job. You know, if you had a normal nine to five job, you have vacation time, you got to plan it throughout the year and use it accordingly. And you can't just disappear from work the day before you're supposed to leave for vacation you leave when you're supposed to leave right and it's just it's all that mentality and i have a lot of people come on board i don't want to think like that i want to build my own business that's great until you have that business you really need to treat it like a job like like a schedule like i gotta show up for work when we worked in our our town home and i was working in the second bedroom for the longest time i i did i just i would roll into the second bedroom in my pajamas and work there for about half a day in my pajamas and and what happened was my production my results were also lackadaisical 
So then I started getting up in the morning, showering, getting dressed as if I was going to an office to go to work. They, they frown on you going to an office in your pajamas. Uh, but uh, so I, you know, I got dressed for the day and was sitting down at my desk in my second bedroom. And I pretended I was at an office because I was and I went to work. And then my results started being more professional. Uh, so just a tip. And uh, I know Michelle treats it like that. Uh, all of our top people do. Uh, and it's just something that uh, the next wave of top people need to learn from. So thank you, Michelle, for reminding us. Give her a hand, everybody. All right, Mr. Swales, Mike Swales and the Fitz team, 76 dials, 10 contacts, eight appointments, five sits, six apps, four referrals, uh, six life apps. And by the way, I do want to hear from Michelle later when we're talking about convention recap. And Mike, I'm going to hear from you later. All the top five. Right now, we just want to hear about your production, and then we'll hear about convention recap in, uh, in just a little bit. But uh, so, sorry, six apps. My ADD kicked in there. Four referrals, six life apps from $3,835. Hailing from Indianapolis, Mike Swales, everybody. <laughs> Not hailing from Indianapolis. Where are you from now, Mike? I'm, well, I'm in Bloomington now, just south of Indianapolis. But, uh, but Indianapolis is where I work. So, um, uh, there's just not a lot of uh, we're working on a uh, build up, you know, build up of lead generation down here. So I'm I'm still in Indianapolis working work wise. So, hey, everybody, I'm Mike Swales, um, <clears throat> direct to, to uh, Fitz and Heather I'm starting my third year um, here. Man, time goes fast. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard when you follow behind Michelle because she just has a lot of wisdom to share. Um but what I did different is I, I seen convention was coming. Um, my schedule is usually Mondays they recruit. Um, but I adjusted it this week um, because production's what pays the bills. So I moved, uh, I moved the recruiting to Wednesday, did dials on Sunday. Um, and, um, you know, work production Monday, Tuesday, and then, um, you know, do the recruiting on Wednesday and got ready for the trip. Don't do it. Stop it. Oh, you stupid. Hang on a second there. I got you. Keep going, Mike. I said you mute. <laughs> that was somebody was talking to a dog, I think, or something. Somebody was stupid. We got it. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, but that's what I did. I mean, you know, those of you that did go, you know, it's always about setting 20 appointments a week. Um, there was no way that I could do that and with everything that I had, but um, the goal was to do 10. I got eight. Um, I'm content with that for the week. But like I said, the, the adjusting your schedule to meet your needs is, is, uh, is what, what really pulled this off for me this week. Well done. I like it. Thinking ahead. Give my hand. Everybody. So he said it when he said production pays the bills, production pays the bills. You know, that's uh. That's a big deal. And if you're looking to build a business, uh, I've got friends that have built businesses and they took loans to do it. You know, we don't have to do that here. We actually, in building the business side of what we do, we can build the business by doing our job, right? And that creates that cash flow to, that, again, goes back to building the business. And um, uh, I like, Mike, that you uh, planned ahead and, and worked your schedule uh, and executed and knocked out some production. And I know you're going to be back on the train of, of pushing those 20 appointments. So congratulations to Mike. Give him a hand, everybody. Number three, Marty Doge on the Doge team. 
76 dials, 12 contacts, nine appointments, six sits, five apps, 12 referrals, all five are life apps, $4,174.56. Marty Doge, everybody. I stopped the applause because they can't yeah, hear you I talking know, when, you're, when the applause is going. I should remember that as long as I've been here. My <laughs> name is Marty, and this is my beautiful wife, Diana Doge. Uh, we are Direct Fits and Heather. We've been here just short of 10 years. Um, but I think that everyone has said what's spot on. It was convention week. You work different days. Mm. You work your schedule instead of your schedule working you. So I made calls Monday, uh, booked appointments for Tuesday and Wednesday, sight on some. Uh, but then we were in the airport. We had a long time until our flight came. So I booked a couple more and we picked up three more apps yesterday. So um, it was funny. I did my team call last night in the car. They're like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, working. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do yeah. um and so just if you don't know how to set up a schedule one of the biggest things that helped me is i actually sat down with fitz i've sat down with michelle and said what do i do like because i want to recruit i want to build a business but at the same time i got to sell and a lot of times you'll hear people say sell as much as you can sell and recruit outside of that and i'm like that doesn't give me any kind of structure like i need to know when i'm supposed to be doing what so i can look at myself and either say you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or just be like I'm just, yeah. So schedule, schedule, schedule. All right, done. Picking up on a theme here today. Uh, you know, it's, um, there's a, a WhatsApp channel for some of the leaders with the Alliance. And um, uh, Chris, my, my good friend, Chris Long, reached out on that channel yesterday. And he said, hey, um, just curious, you know, what are you top producers who are on here? What do you do as far as a schedule? Do you make dials one day and then run two and then make dials again and then run two. What do you do? How do you get your 20 appointments booked in a week? Um, and uh, there were some answers. Uh, and, and then I chimed in. I said, you know, 10, 15 years ago, maybe 14, a little less than 15 years ago, in the, in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, there weren't a lot of leads. Uh, we had a lot of agents here for sure, and, and the lead flow was just not abundant here. And so it became a trend. It became a thing that when somebody came on board here, they started traveling to run production. When I say traveling, you know, maybe they drove five hours to go run production, but most likely they would jump on a plane and fly two or three hours to go somewhere and run production. And people go, well, that's insane. Well, if you're making, you know, $15,000 on a trip, you know, it's not insane to spend three to do that. That's not, I mean, I would trade 3,000 for 15,000 all day long if you're asking me. Um, and so I, I laid it out for them. I said, you know, what people would do a lot of times, they were, Grace, you're part of this. We'd make dials on Thursdays primarily all day Thursday. I mean, just a ton of dials and you're booking up Friday afternoon, Saturday, and maybe Sunday morning. And so we wouldn't even buy plane tickets until we had 15 appointments. And most likely we were going to end up getting 20 appointments. I think we've forgotten that grace. We've forgotten our history. And this weekend, this weekend at convention, I heard Paul Roberts on stage talking about it. I was like, well, he's right. I mean, people used to jump on a plane and go fly three hours with a last minute plane ticket to go run production somewhere. And we did not go, we did not book the flight until we had 15 appointments. Well, I booked 10, I'm gonna go anyway. No, don't, don't, don't do it. You're gonna kill yourself going out there. You can't do that. You gotta have at least 15, but ideally 20. And um, that's what we used to do. And, and, uh, and, and some of the guys that are newer on that, that group channel, they were like, gosh, I mean, that, I, that's impressive what you guys did. And I was like, I'm sorry, we forgot. It won't happen again. We're going to keep talking about it now because that's, that's what you do. You work. You don't need to work six or seven days to get your 20 appointments. And now people come back on Monday morning or Sunday night. They were tired. Rightfully so. That was, 
you know, two solid days of production done over about a, a three day or two and a half day period, you're going to get tired, but my gosh, the money that comes in off it. And most people would just do like every other week on that. Uh, or every, some, some people, the, the crazy ones would do it every week and go fly, 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 fly. So anyway, that's um, just as a reminder, um, what people used to do. And, and I know pushing for those 20 appointments, it's, it's, it doesn't take you all week to do that. Um, you can get it done in two, three days tops. Right. Uh, and that's Marty, that's that direction. That's that instruction of get it in two or three days. Don't just produce as much as you can and try to build around that. No, let's, let's be structured about it. Let's be scheduled about it and get it all done. Uh, you don't want to spend all week personally producing because that's what you end up being is just is a personal producer. And most of us want to build a business. You got to spend time doing that as well. So uh, thank you, Marty, for, uh, for what you said. Here. All right, number two, Adam Johnson on the McGill team, 338 dials, 37 contacts, 20 appointments, 11 sits, eight apps, eight referrals, eight life apps for $4,836.36 and a proud owner of a Rolex. We got Adam Johnson, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Vince, for having me on the show. My name is Adam Johnson. I'm in West St. Paul, which is south of St. Paul, for those looking on the map. Director Grace McGill, here with my buddy Gilbert. Uh, he and I are going to go run some production after the call together. Um, but yeah, uh, similar story. The leads were a little slow here, so I went to Iowa. And uh, Des Moines is about three and a half hour drive away. I went during some kind of windy, snowy, slick conditions, which is pretty fun. Um, but what's cool is there's a few things. I, I talked to Grace before I went and just kind of talked with her about what areas might be good. And then I talked to the lead performance team to see if we could work out any kind of deal since they had some A-leads there. So leverage the lead performance team. They might be able to help you out. Maybe, maybe not, but I was able to finagle a little bit um, since I was scooping up a bunch of, of high-priced leads in an underserved area. So that's a kind of a quick thing I learned. And then I was able to spread the payments out on that too. I'm not sure if they do that all the time, but I talked them into it. So, um, so just a couple things there. And then when I was in town, I booked my appointments before I left, but I actually stopped Fitz on the way into town and made one more round of dials. And that's when I booked uh, Tim and Renee, which ended up being my most, my most premium from the appointment. And Tim was kind of hard to cover. And I had to actually come back and speak to some underwriters after I got back in town and did an e-app with Nassau Reed for him. And it sailed right through and he got approved. It was a big surprise. He got approved so quickly. And he's looking at moving some annuity money as well. And he just said, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with you. So, I mean, we just really connected. And it's that, honestly, it's that relationship building with the clients um, that I think was the biggest part. Because a lot of my other applications in that area, I mean, we're writing little accidental policies and small policies. Um, but then all of a sudden we reached them and they really had the need. They had term coverage that was going to lapse. It was coming up. The quote he was given was way crazy high. And we were able to actually get them better rates than I originally promised him. So um, just to... Uh, Wanted to speak to the system overall. I mean, leads weren't my area. I went somewhere else. I was able to work with the lead team. On the way in, I just made that extra little bit of dials and booked that appointment. We had the products that other people have, and then we're also able to help with the annuity money. So uh, the system works, guys. Just leverage it as much as you can. Um, so that's about all I got. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Sorry. It was uh, somebody I think accidentally unmuted there. So um, that's good. That's good. Give my hand, everybody. I'm not going to write it. So 
So at convention, you became the, uh, the, the proud owner of a, uh, of a Rolex. Um, Michelle Alleman has chatted in saying, tell them how you want a Rolex from the Alliance. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm not wearing it right now because I'm going on appointments. And uh, I don't want to roll up in there with the Rolex uh, on my appointments. Kind of like, I, I don't know, I don't think I want to overdress for an appointment, right? Um, so I should have worn it for the call. All apologies. But uh, Andy ran a contest that the top five producers uh, from July 22nd to December 31st would, would run a, uh, win a Rolex. And I took third and got to pick between a couple of watches, and, and I picked um, – a pretty sharp looking Rolex. It's pretty fired up fits to get that. And uh, so thankful for it. Now that if, if you want to win a Rolex, the next way to do it is all of 2020, they're running a contest where the top 13 producers get a Rolex. So now Fitz, I got to go win one for my wife. <laughs> so I've committed, I'm winning out of the Rolex. I'm going to be in that top 13 and get my wife a Rolex so that we can match. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Give my hand. You know, it's one thing uh, running a contest, just going out there and buying a Rolex and having it to, for a prize. Uh, this is a little harder, the Rolexes they're getting. The Alliance started in 2002, and they are specifically going after 2002 Rolexes. Sorry. It's all right. That's my jam. Okay. They're specifically going after 2002 Rolexes. That's when we started. So uh, what he got was a 2002 Rolex. It's not, you don't just go out and buy a 2002 Rolex. You got to have a guy <laughs> that can, that can guide you to where to go. So uh, these are special Rolexes that are being passed out and uh, anybody can win it. Well, not anybody, the top 13 uh, can win it this in this new year. So thank you, Adam. All right. We've got uh, number one. Uh, Tracy Johnson on the McGill team, 177 dials, 48 contacts, 16 appointments, nine sits, 11 apps, one referral, all 11 were life apps, $7,174.20. Tracy Johnson, everybody. Hi, kids. Hi, Tracy. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Good, good, good. Tell us about it. Introduce yourself. So, tell, us, tell us all about your work. Okay. Well, I'm Tracy Johnson outside of uh, Philadelphia, um, direct to Rocio Bernie, and upline is Grace McGill. So um, I had decided to take a road trip to Houston, Texas, and it was very, very much enjoyable. A lot of hosp hospitality there. And um, one of the things that I wanted to focus on was honing in on um, tie downs and getting the, making sure that the customers were there. And I did a lot of tie downs, but I have to give thanks to all of the leaders because I listened to a lot of the training with Marty and Adam and Joe Walker and Grace over and over and over again and picking up on how they were tying down on the phone. And um, I can say the majority of the people were there. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to work on was um, giving a warm handshake um, as soon as I walk in the door. And sometimes it's awkward but um, I found that that helped me to connect right away. And then with getting to the table, um, also making eye contact before pulling all of my stuff out. Because sometimes people, I guess, you know, they want to know how much you care before they know how much you know. And um, that seemed to help a lot. But um, what I've found is that, uh, you know, just going through the system and just really truly trying to listen and, let people tell their story as to what was going on with them. And 
boy, I just met so many wonderful people in the territory and it was really encouraging. That's great. Now, uh, give her a hand, everybody. Now, Tracy, are you, do you have, you have a, a job outside of this, correct? I do. I am a glorified Uber driver. <laughs> there you go. Hey. Yes. People got to get around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's flexible. I, I really, as a matter of fact, I tell you what, um, I, I used to be in a corporate world and before becoming an agent, I was selling uh, boats and yachts. And when I started Ubering so that I can maintain my um, agent, excuse me, my position as a sales rep for NAA, it was the best decision that I made because it gave me so much freedom. I literally stopped. I Uber in the territory where I work and um, I stop and I'm able to do apps. I'm able to pull over. I'm able to do what I would need to do. But most importantly, yeah, I've turned my car into an, a library, a moving audio library. I listen to stuff all day long. It helps me to keep, keep, you know, keep up with everything. For sure. Now, why did you uh, head down to Houston? Just, just for fun, or did you go see family, or was there? <laughs> well, I was actually looking for the city that had a lot of leads, <laughs> and Houston is one of them. Um, in the back of my mind, it's motivated by my family wanting me to move there. I have a sister and I that live in Pennsylvania. She wants to move to Houston. And we're, we're scheduled to do it in about a year, year and a half. And I thought, okay, let me try to get my mind right. Because honestly, I love Houston, but I do love Pennsylvania. So I'm a little torn. So that helped. But um, I didn't stay near my family, though. I knew that. I had to stay at, you know, <laughs> apart from them. Yeah. And I did. I was able to do that. I was able to visit one day out of the time that I was there. And uh, I'm pretty sure, is this your first time in the top five? Yes, it is. Fit. So it's such an honor. It really is. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I thought, well, you know, just do my best and put in the work, you know, help some folks. So it was, it was really, really good. I, want, I wanted to share something really quickly I thought was so profound. Um, coming back. Uh, in the airport, I had to get, I got there early after Grace dropped me off. And by the way, Grace is just amazing. She actually came and worked with me a couple of days. So I'm thankful to that and just to have her around. She's so, she's so calm and, you know, and, and on purpose, but real quick, I wanted to mention, I said, I was sitting in the, in the um, airport and one of my customers, I heard from move, they needed some more information from him. And I, I felt like I really made a great connection with him and he had a roommate and he had a girlfriend that was living with him. So he told me when I called him, he's like, I got a new baby and a new house and all of that. And so when I reached out to him, he was like, yeah, I'm glad you called because I need, need to redo my app. And I thought, well, what's going on? And he started telling me, you know, that, um, well, he wrote, I wrote an app on him and then he wanted one on his girlfriend and the baby as well. And then he went on to tell me that uh, some things had transpired and he found out that uh, the child wasn't his. And I thought, huh? And so he's telling me all this on the phone. I thought, wow, we must have really connected. But he said they left, you know, they were on good terms and that, you know, she still wanted her policy and, you know, and that, you know, he would continue to do his alone, but he was really thankful and wanted me to know the whole story. And I was sitting there just flabbergasted. And I'm sitting there talking to him. And then my sister texts me and she was saying, did you hear what happened to Kobe Bryant? Hmm. And, you know, and I'm sitting there 
just listening to this, I'm like, wow. So I shared that with him. But it, it just really highlighted what we do is so important because people really need insurance and they have all different types of situations and they're looking for people that will be willing to help them, but yet still they know you care. And I, and I felt, you know, honored that he was able to share things with me and, you know, we were still able to keep everything on the books, but um, it was a very interesting yet devastating experience because I'm a big basketball head and I really love the game and the sports and like everybody else, you know, sure about was taking it back by it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Tracy. Give her a hand, everybody. Thank you. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.